Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Hi, I'm Abby. Welcome to this episode of Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Today we are joined by Jade. Jade, would you like to introduce yourself? So yeah, hi, I'm Jade. I'm uh, in my second year studying uh, history at St. Peter's. Um, Brilliant. And yeah, St. Yeah. Peter's is also my college. So yeah, repping, repping St. Peter's here. So um, yeah, welcome to the show, Jade. It's, it's honestly such a pleasure to have you with us today. Um, and actually, quite interestingly, today we'll actually be talking about finding and exploring your interest in history. Um, so being a scientist, you know, this is, this is a completely different realm to what I'm used to. So I'm actually very intrigued to see what you've got to say, Jade, um, especially because I've got a lot of friends mm. who do history as well. So I will, I'll start mm. it off with like a nice rounded question for you then. Um, so what is it actually like to study history at Oxford and do you enjoy your degree? Um, I can't really speak for how it is at other universities studying history, but I imagine at Oxford you probably do have more one-to-one support. Obviously you have the tutorial system and I think Oxford has a really big history faculty, probably, don't quote me on this, but I think probably the biggest in the UK. So in terms of course options, there's so much. I think it's less sort of formally structured than Cambridge, for instance, and you do have a lot of choice in what you pick. So typically you would have about three essays due in every fortnight. Um, Sometimes it's not an essay, sometimes it's a presentation you have to do or a a short talk or a, a seminar or a plan. Uh, it depends on your tutor and the paper you're taking. So you'll get given your reading list with either a question to do or sometimes you have some flexibility over what question you do and you discuss that with the tutor what you'd like to do. Um, so yeah, you'll have your reading list on a topic, you go off, go to the library, check the books out, do your reading, take your notes, write the essay, turn up at the tutorial, talk about the essay. Probably not too dissimilar from, I don't know, English or philosophy or whatever um, in that regard Um, and then we also have uh, classes and seminars and lectures Um, not for every paper but they are um, they do they do act we do have more than just the one contact hour a week believe it or not so yeah (laughs) do I enjoy it Um, I do enjoy it I don't think I don't think I'd rather be doing any other degree I can't see myself really um, I'm glad I picked history. Actually, interestingly, everywhere apart from Oxford, I applied for history and economics. Um, oh, and if wow. I talk about my um, personal statement and how I did to prepare, that might become quite obvious because I, um, I, I did quite a bit in economic history. And um, I think I'm glad I applied for, I mean, not to have a go at people who do dual honours with history degrees, but I am um, I'm glad that I have as much freedom to do as much as I want within history because I love it so much and I, you know without having to think oh I have to do all these mandatory papers for another subject as well so I'm glad I, I picked history and I yeah I really the academics it's just when you find a topic that you really love like 20th century British history and that really allowed me to get into some really like niche interests that I have because I want to do a dissertation on architecture and kind of like uh, post-industrial towns and cities like I'm from Manchester and like kind of like working class communities and stuff so doing this paper really allowed me to like focus on you know what I'm really passionate about and what inspired me to study history in the first place so yeah 
Um, I would recommend History at Oxford or History Anywhere. No, no, that honestly sounds amazing. And I, I would definitely, I would say it's definitely one of the most thorough answers to that, um, to that question <laughs> that we've had since, since we started. So no, but it's really good though, really, really informative. Um, and it, it, just, it just shows how broad history is and how mm. people seem to think that it is just essay after essay after essay. And at, maybe at face value, it might seem like that, but it really is a broad, versatile degree. And, and personally, if I, was, if I was to do a humanity subject, I think history would probably be the one I would pick because of how broad it is. So mm. how, how did you go about finding your interest for history then? What made you get into history in the first place? Um, what made me get into history in the first place? I think, I mean, there's an answer that many uh, history students will give, which is horrible histories, either watching <laughs> or reading the books, yeah. listening to the songs when they were a kid. Um, yeah, we have like, you know, definitely the historians at Peter's, I think many of them will say the same thing, but I wouldn't necessarily say put horrible histories on your personal statement. Um, I mean, I don't know, I'd be interested to see what would happen if you did. Um, but anyway, um, I've always really enjoyed history. I, I always, the, the aspect I, I really liked about history or the way I like to view history is that it's just a way of kind of studying human nature and the ways humans are terrible people or fascinating people or amazing or dreadful people or just, you know, the mundanity of humanity at times through the examples of, you know, the entirety of the human history. If you don't find history interesting, then I don't know how you, yeah. you, you can be bored by, by you know, all yeah, aspects of history. There's always, I mean, I'm much more of a modern historian than, say, a medievalist. So it's hard to explain. I can't, it's hard to rationalise why I'm into history because I just always have liked it. I've just always been interested in it. And then I, I began to really think about it. Well, first of all, at GCSE, it just seemed like a no-brainer. It was always the, the class I was most enthusiastic about. I was most confident at history, I suppose, because I would, I remember like in year seven, I wrote an essay on like the Spanish Armada and their attempted invasion. And um, my tutor was like, this is A-level standard. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. oh right. That's very Maybe impressive. I, yeah. So I've always been like, you know, everything else it's sort of, you know, history's always been the one for me, which is weird because um, throughout the year, you know, throughout high school and even into my first year of A-levels, it wasn't necessarily the degree I thought I would end up doing. And my teacher was like, oh, maybe, Jade, you should consider, I don't know, applying for English. Well, English, the sort of books that we studied didn't really set my world on fire. So I did, you know, my GC in history, and I enjoyed it. And then I got to A-levels, and I picked A-level history as, like, my fun A-level, because other than that, I picked economics, maths, and further maths. Thinking wow. I was going to do economics, <laughs> an economics degree. And then I got about partway through my first year, I thought... I'm not actually as in love with maths as I thought I might be <laughs> and I hoped I would be and I actually really enjoy history and I might as well just you know I might as well do a, a degree in it because mm -hmm. I enjoy it and I feel like I really can put my own spin on how on, on history so you know I thought okay maybe I should apply for history and maybe history and economics because I'm really interested in economic history and I think there's a lot of potential in and economics, I was interested in like developmental economics, environmental economics, and I wanted to like, you know, join Oxfam and change the world and all that when I was in year 12. <laughs> that, that didn't quite happen. But um, yeah, so I, I'll focus on the history part, because uh, I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with, you know, reading all the, the economists and all that. Um, but yeah, 
two things I really found myself interested in is sort of like and I suppose they actually come together um sort of like the history of my heritage because I'm like part Japanese I'm part Dutch I'm part Italian Wow. Oh, but wow. I'm also all uh, but all those aspects of me, you know, all those parts of my family came to Manchester and I've always <laughs> I've always been deeply interested in local history. Mm. Um actually this is like a top tip for applicants. I remember when I was looking at resort like uh, the teacher was like going over his questions for interviews with us and one of the questions was like um if a historian came to where you live, what would they find interesting about it? And I was obviously I'm from Manchester and I've you know it's so rich historically. You could yeah. talk about the Industrial Revolution. You could talk about Marx and Engels writing the Communist Manifesto and inventing, commu- um, you know, really laying the groundwork for Marxism and socialism. You can talk about Manchesterism and sort of like liberal economic reforms. You can talk about um, oh, the suffragettes. You can talk <laughs> about um, industry. You can talk about post-industrial decline. You can talk about cultural regeneration and. Um, Actually, in like the first week of um, this term, I, I wrote an essay on like popular culture and working class um, culture, and I like part of my essay was on like the Smiths. So like you can oh, no wrote about like local culture, and then I also did an EPQ, which extended project qualification, mm. um, you know, an individual research, and I was lucky to have access to Manchester University and Manchester Met University libraries. So I really, I really enjoyed that. But obviously, like there are pros and cons to doing that but my EPQ was on the Dutch East India co- uh, Company and it's like trading links with um, Eastern Asia particularly Japan and Indonesia and to a lesser extent China and so I did a, a research project on economic history and that's how I linked sort of the economics aspect of my personal statement with the history side. Once you've had you've got that initial interest how do you develop it academically? Because, you know, if you're applying for history at a university, the, 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 you know, the, the admissions team will probably assume you like history. So you don't have to tell us, tell them that. What you've got to do is sort of, well, I mean, all advice. I don't know if this is good advice, but I'm here, I'm here at Oxford doing a history degree. So it can't have been that bad. Obviously, reading around your subject is a given. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I would say don't be afraid to sort of really develop your own interest because I remember as I Cambridge open day and the person in front of me asked to like ask one of the cutest questions what do you think about people putting books like E.H. Carl's What is History on their personal statement which is a really uh, foundational uh, really well-known book on historiography that most university uh, history courses will make you read at some point anyway either in first year or second year I've encountered it in second year um okay. and um Obviously, I would recommend reading historiography like E.H. Carr, John Tosh. But she said that is the number one book that is cited in personal statements. And obviously, it's good to read it um, because it will help you develop your critical faculties as a historian and all that. But, um, you know, uh, if there's any economist reading, it's like putting uh, watching this. It's like putting free economics on your personal statement like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't say much. It, it 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 it's it's good that you've read a book, but it doesn't say much beyond that. It doesn't make um, you stand out like you want it. Yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I I I think I think there is no harm in showing that you can develop your own individual interest. One thing I wrote about in my 
personal statement was I helped campaign for a, a statue of the local suffragette in the town centre. And then obviously like that is related to history, but doesn't really say anything about my skills as a historian. So then I said, and then I went and did an online course about the suffragettes because there's this website called FutureLearn that I would recommend if you haven't come across it. And it has lots of like online courses by universities. I think the one I did was by Royal Holloway and you do it over a couple of weeks and um, you get to work with like primary sources and stuff and, um it's just like a good little thing to do on your in your spare time like in, a, in the holidays or um when you're not overburdened by a level coursework or whatever um and it just shows you know i you know i i developed an interest and then i followed up on it in an academic setting which helped me develop my skills analyzing primary sources um i mean that's that's one of the skills you want to try and show in your personal statement that you can that you can come up with an idea or find an interest and then sort of show that you can read around your interest and, and expand mm. your knowledge of it so yeah no definitely I think that's really really great that you did that yeah I mean obviously you don't have to be like me and just you know go on about where you're from because if you're from I don't know a field in the middle of nowhere it may be difficult although archaeology you might have some interesting archaeology where you live who well, knows? Um, maybe <laughs> but, <laughs> but um yeah I mean Take another example, I have a friend who, you know, likes watching period dramas and they've used that to develop an interest in the material and fashion culture of the time and how that relates oh, wow. to society. So th- don't be afraid to really develop your own interest and show your own, your unique flair because, you know, when it comes to dissertations and so forth, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to pick something you're really passionate about, yeah. do research off your own back and present it. So there's no harm getting a head start a level leading on from from what you said then because it, it seems like you're what it, it's you said it's good to obviously read these these really like wide mm. books like you said like freakonomics and and all, all the you know historiography books that you talked about but um I was, I was just wondering like is it good to have like a you are you saying like it's good to have a unique interest then which is sort of quite specialized and and, and something that people wouldn't normally put on their personal statements or would you say that it's it's quite good to play it safe in having something which is quite broad that is on the school curriculum that you could there's, there's loads of you know available information for i think what is useful and will put you in good stead for the history aptitude test and you know potentially in interviews as well is being able to um use the historical skills that you've developed in any unseen historical context so i think in that respect it's there's no harm in sort of having very sort of broad ideas about how societies develop and so forth uh, there's a book which my history teacher recommended to me when i was preparing for the heart it's by eh john bridge i'm pretty sure a little history of the world i think okay yeah um yeah and um it's a really it's like a children's book basically he wrote it for his children or his grandchildren or whatever my teacher at the time was reading it to her 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 daughter um and she told us to read it just because it gives you like a broad idea about how societies develop what are the key themes in societal development and so forth and just so you know how to sort of Mm -hmm. find yourself and root yourself and ground yourself and um in, a, in an unseen historical context, you'd be like, okay, well, this is, maybe I can kind of think about how these things may be important, what 
what what aspects may be important like religion economy uh family units and so forth yeah i mean i wouldn't worry about trying to know the absolute history of the world so don't worry about not knowing the you know ev- the ins and outs of the entirety of history no one does yeah focus on i would definitely say focus on a subject that you're passionate about i think the question about um you know stuff that you've done at a level um as opposed to stuff in stuff interests you've um independently developed um i don't think you should discount what you've done at a level i kind of i remember in my epq i talked about how i'd done um modern britain and it's sort of like the argument surrounding the economic decline um in the 1870s of uh, of the british economy and then i compared that to compared like the rise and fall of the british empire to the rise and fall of the dutch empire which i'd done for my pq oh wow and then i talked and obviously um you will submit a piece of an a-level essay for your interviews and i basically based one of my interviews on uh, the essay i submitted so you know being interested in your a-level course helps if you're going to talk about your essay that you submit no that sounds it sounds really cool um and yeah i suppose it's to to say oh you should know all of history is like saying well you should know everything in science which is just it's it's impossible like you can't like even the best lecturers out there will only know to a certain extent they'll know the basic base knowledge and that's something that you should look to maybe work towards having maybe maybe like a rounded knowledge of certain Mm. factors but like obviously you have like you said you you can have your speciality that's your that you're interested in as well Mm. um so so imagine now so you've written your you know you've written your epq you've applied um you're in oxford now um what is there then like in oxford like what what are the opportunities that are presented to you within your degree to sort of delve deeper into the top into your topic then um like are, are there good resources provided by oxford um like yeah what what can you do to basically allow you to sort of delve deeper into your topic well i mean the, the library is quite nice we yeah. have i think the history faculty library is the radcliffe camera um which is the sort of whenever the the media use photographs of oxford they use the radcliffe camera it's yeah. a big round library it's the center um, of oxford yeah yeah so um I think we're pretty blessed in that regard. Ross got, you know, the body and life, which has millions of books. <laughs> Literally, yeah. You, you won't really have to buy any books. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of colleges have book grants. And mm-hmm. uh, I know the Peters Librarian is has been very nice in sort of ordering any books in that I think I'd quite need. <laughs> That's really, really good, <laughs> yeah. Me. So, um, yeah, he's my pen pal. <laughs> but, oh. um, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of resources, I can't imagine anywhere being better, really. Um, yeah, we are pretty well stocked. Uh, the Peters Library, uh, big up Peters for history. <laughs> it is pretty good. You don't really, you, and if you if you didn't want to, you wouldn't have to really venture out the college library most of the time. And in terms of something that I've really enjoyed is sort of writing about history in a less academic context. Like this term, I was one of the section editors for a magazine called the Oxford History Review where you can sort of write about history in a slightly more informal, fun way and still sort of engage with ideas and debates around history without, you know, being attacked for it in a tutorial. So I wrote, so some people write about like um, reviews of papers that they've done and like how it can be improved. So say like um, 
uh, a British history paper or it could have a bit more on Wales or it could have a bit more in Ireland or it could have a bit more on I don't know economics or whatever um and then also like I, I wrote an essay on a, a a documentary about sort of like the New York art scene in the 1980s hmm. um wow. someone wrote an article about um the crown and historical fictions in the media um so there's there are ways to really engage with the subject um and there are other um, publications as well, um, which are a bit more formal and, you know, you can, yeah. And then obviously you have your dissertation, which is where you really, not you're on your own, but it's independent in terms of um, you come up with what you want to do and you mm. go off and research it. I mean, I haven't done that yet, so I can't really tell you what it's like to do one. Yeah. But I've, I've heard it's fun. I've heard people enjoy it. Um, yeah, so, um, and then obviously, like I mentioned in in tutorials i think you know your tutors are always supportive of you if you bring in you know your own independent thoughts and your own take on things your own spin that's really why they want to take you in the first place and you know yeah. if you can write about something um you know unique and in a convincingly intellectual manner <laughs> yeah. then you know you you'll be all set in exams well well i say that you know within reason yeah. um so like for, I remember like this term I did like um for my British history paper I did an essay on why third parties find it difficult to break through in the political system and then like, I wrote about like um Plaid Cymru and like um mm -hmm. and like got the Scottish National Party and stuff yeah. like that and, and then like a lot of people maybe don't focus on Wales and Scotland when they're writing on British mm. the British Isles papers so yeah, that you know they yeah. really welcome like writing about um i remember like in first year for my anglo-saxon paper i um i basically read every book there is which is about one and a half on the vikings in the isle of man <laughs> i kind of wrote an essay on the vikings in the isle of man and my no was, this is very unique <laughs> yeah i quite, yeah. quite liked it because you know no one ever really bothers to think about the vikings in the isle of man yeah no way well, that sounds really, it sounds really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's really great that you're able to do whatever you like for your dissertation. Because mm -hmm. I, I know that some degree courses will give you certain titles and you've got to do research based on mm -hmm. them. So it's really nice that you can pick your own topic. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's so important as well because at the end of the day, you don't want to be researching something that you really don't enjoy doing. And so, I mean, if you're interested in Anglo-Saxons at the Isle of Wight, then go for it, write your dissertation mm -hmm. on it. <laughs> Um, so I think I might just wrap it all up by asking you then what your main piece of advice would be to like to give to prospective students who are looking to apply to Oxford. Um, so it can be like gen applying to Oxford in general, or you know, and or applying to history um, at Oxford. Hmm. I feel like I should have like really like snap like you know one sentence answer like you know the top of my head, but I think. Um, my instinct is to say, um, don't be afraid of forging your own. Maybe this is more applicable for someone doing history than, say, maths. Yeah. <laughs> but don't be afraid <laughs> of um, don't be afraid of forging your own path. Mm -hmm. um, there is no one Oxford student. There is no one. If you talk about this subject, you will get in, and it's more intellectually valued than, say. I mean, like I said, I literally had a tutorial where I talked about the Smiths and Morrissey. <laughs> and, and also, um, 
you know, I, I didn't mention this um, anywhere, which is unusual for me. But obviously, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm first gen. I applied to Oxford from a state six form in inner city Manchester. Um, luckily, it was quite um, proactive in helping people apply to Oxbridge. Um, <laughs> but um, and I think, you know, the, the one thing they really instilled in me, well, they instilled many things in me, but one thing I really think I've taken from my experience and you know carry with me to this day is the interest you have you know the 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 academic interest the intellectual curiosity you have is no less um valued by your interviewers than you know someone with you know a posh accent who went to Eton your interests your you are no less worthy Mm -hmm. if you if you have what it takes you are no less worthy than anyone else you, if you if you if you know if you're even thinking of applying to university to Russell Group to Oxbridge, you know, um, it doesn't have to be Oxbridge. It could be you know any university really. Yeah. Um. Be you know be proud of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. what what your background like? I obviously it's easy for me to say because I'm really interested in like local Manchester history. But like, you know, your background, your experiences, they they helped forge you and they helped forge you into you know the give you the academic um curiosity that you have and you know um this isn't really advice it's just saying but my advice is back yourself keep being curious about everything think about the world around you and you know that's the most anyone can ask for yeah no i'd honestly agree like don't look at other people who you may not have had less you know less humble beginnings you know maybe Mm. they've been to a private school or whatever don't think that you're any less worthy or in any way inferior to them because it's absolute mm. nonsense mm. it's completely not true you're there because you have an academic curiosity which matches theirs you know we're mm. all we're all equal when we go to the interviews um and the same in the university as well i know being a state school student as well i've never i've never experienced being treated any differently you know i've never experienced any sort of discrimination so like you said mm. just go ahead and embrace what you're interested in and what you love um, and enjoy your degree. Um, and like you said, Oxford's not the be all and end all. Um, mm. And yet you should be proud of yourself wherever you apply because it's such a great achievement. It really, really is. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's actually all we have time for today. Um, but we've actually learned some really, really cool and interesting stuff about finding your interest in history um, and also exploring them further in university. And um, thank you so much, Jade, for sharing your experiences and for joining us on Oxford from the inside. Um, and also thank you to our followers um, for listening to this podcast and also for watching this YouTube video. Also remember to follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Oxford from the inside, no spaces. And also um, check out our Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name the social media, we're probably on it <laughs> um, for regular updates on our new content. Um, I hope you all stay safe and well, and I hope you have a nice Christmas. And until next time, bye.